right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to another episode of We Create Music. I am your host, B. Vaughn, and today we have an amazing producer and recording artist, J. Dan the Man. What's up, brother? What's up? What's up? How you I'm doing? good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. That's what's up. I appreciate you coming onto the show. Thanks for having me. No doubt. No doubt. So if you wouldn't mind, let's go back to the very beginning. How did you even get started in this whole music thing? Um, I could go on for a while, but I'm going to try to make it as short as possible. So uh, it started with my uncles. Well, it really started with my aunt. She was rapping, and then she uh, helped her younger brothers learn how to rap. So they were like the goats in my eyes. Mm. So then by the time I was 12, after, a year after they dropped the mixtape, I was like, I want to do that. So I started writing. Maybe a year and a half later, I recorded my first song. High school, I did three mixtapes. Um, uh, in college, I did an album. I produced an EP for my friend. I did an instrumental mixtape. Mm. Um, it really just started with my uncles. They were like the pioneer. My aunt mm. pioneered it, but then my uncles really inspired me. And so when they just kept releasing music when I was a preteen and a teenager, it made me want to be like them. Mm. That's, so, what's yeah, up. that's what started it. Yeah, it's, it's good to have that influence in the very beginning to kind of help lead and guide you to what you kind of want to do as an example. Right. right. And so, yeah, so I had the kind of the same thing. Had, I didn't really have somebody that was there that was making music that I could see, but you always got somebody that's in your life that is kind of laying that foundation, foundation yeah. for you. And so, based upon that, so you're like, you know what? This is what I want to do. Right. I want to be a recording artist and a producer. Right. So, which one did you start off with first? I started being a recording artist. Okay. Yeah. And it started because I wanted to be a singer, but I don't really have the best singing voice. So, I started rapping so I could still use my... I, I wanted to be a singer, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I really... I did. I, yeah, I really wanted to, like, like impress the ladies with my voice, but I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Yeah, so... Um, and what actually really... Started it was my un my aunt played a song in my house uh, by my uncle, and she mm. was just listening to it. And then my brother walks down the stairs rapping his own version to it and impresses her. And I'm like, I want that type of response. Mm. And so that's really where it began, where it began for me. And having it in my family was what mm. really helped me. Like having someone I'm related to and live with really inspired me. That's what's up. Yeah. yeah so it's great to come from a, a musical family right right not just having friends who do music but musical family yeah because then you kind of grow up with that and that kind of helps feed into your environment and what you eventually love and what you eventually eventually do yeah. so that's always a good a good thing to, to yeah. do so you're originally from atlanta i'm from metro atlanta area i'm from okay. atlanta, ellenwood georgia yeah uh, i was raised between ellenwood started my first wasn't born here but raised up until probably about age eight Mm -hmm. Then moved to McDonough and finished my childhood there. That's what's up. Yeah. So growing up here in Atlanta, Atlanta is probably the mecca of music mm -hmm. for, I probably say the world. I was talking to someone. They said eighty percent of all the music comes out of comes out of Atlanta. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's crazy. I didn't even know that. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. So growing up with all this musical background and. And influence, how has that helped prepare you just growing up in this area to be able to utilize that to help you in your own musical journey? Um, well, I would like to point out that, like, I don't have many family members that played instruments, but I do have people that used to rap. Mm -hmm. So having people that rapped and being so close with them 
having a personal relationship with. I got to, I got to, I wasn't always there when they recorded the songs, but I got mm-hmm. first access to their music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they wanted people to pay for it, which they probably were right in asking for that. Yeah, we all want to be paid. For yeah, <laughs> but I'm like, yo, I just, I didn't care. I didn't. I was so young, I didn't really know. But I was, mm-hmm. I was just like, I want the music, and I want to listen to it, and I want to really study what you guys are saying, mm-hmm. so then I can try to make my own version of it. Like I, I would write my own versions to eat almost every one of their songs, and I'd mm-hmm. practice them. Um, and I wouldn't say I was really prepared for the business side. But it took so many years for me to get that down pat, and I'm still trying to get that down pat. Mm-hmm. But just as far as creating a song, uh, I can have a beat, a three-verse beat, whether I make it or someone else makes it, and I can handle that whole song myself. Mm-hmm. And it really just comes from studying my uncle's music and then writing whatever, however many bars are in their verses. It'd be my uncle in one verse, my other uncle in another verse, and then their friend on the third verse. And I'd write my own version with me on the hook and me on each every one, mm-hmm. every one of their verses. And so I'm just very comfortable writing a song because I did all that throughout my childhood. Yeah, you actually sat and went through a process of, of studying yeah. and developing your, your craft. Not, I mean, I mean, there are people out there who do that. But I don't know if a lot of people do that today, though. Probably not. I, probably not. I, I'm so used to the way I do it. I assumed mm-hmm. everybody did it that way. But I've come to learn that not everybody does it that way and I guess if that's not for them then I I guess I can't fault them for that but I really I wanted to be good at it mm-hmm. and I studied from people that I thought were good yeah 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 so people like the, what were some of your biggest influences um, in music but outside of your uncles outside in, of in my uncles aunt, yeah. yeah so outside <laughs> of my uncles as far as wordplay goes I was very impressed by how Eminem can say something he mm-hmm. can some of the stuff he says is, is kind of out of pocket but the way he says the it, the way he says it, it's the way he says it, and like some things can be like four, can mean four different things at once, mm. and I won't even realize it. Like, oh, he said that a year later. Oh, that means this too. Five years later, oh, that meant five other things, and these mm. five, these four different, these four bars alone. Uh, so another artist I would say inspires me, uh, Hobson. He's a product of Eminem. Yo, I love Hobson. Hobson is crazy. I love Hobson. Yes. Uh, I'm not even going to lie. When I first heard him, he kind of came off as cocky. And I'm like, I don't know if I like this guy. But that's kind of, you kind of have that bravado when mm-hmm. you rap. So after a while, I was like, I really like this guy. And I, I can identify with his persona mm-hmm. to an extent. And he's just, he might be seen as a weirdo to the, the public eye or whatever. But one thing you can't say is that he can't rap his ass off. He can rap right. his ass off. He, man. Woo! Because I think I first heard of Hobson when he made... Um, what's it called? The Ill Mind of Hobson 3? Uh-huh. I think that's when I first... I was like, who is this guy? I was like, why does he sound like Eminem? Yeah. Because I, I already heard it at first. I was like, is that Eminem? No, here's this guy with weird eyes rapping like Eminem. But yeah. He was so dope. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say a couple others. I would say a couple of others of my, my biggest inspirations were I don't know if you heard of a guy named Charles Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was an independent artist. Uh, I was like 14 when I got into him. Okay. And he hadn't blown up like I would have would have liked, but I, I always thought he was mad creative. And he just had an, ex, an eccentric personality to him that mm-hmm. I really liked. And so I was really inspired by his, his, uh, I don't know what other word to say, but he, he kind of gave off a weird vibe that I really liked. 
Okay. And then I liked Asher Roth, um, mm-hmm. just because I'm from the suburbs. And even though I'm black and he's white, he was a suburban guy that I, mm-hmm. I can relate to the suburbanness of his right. of his persona. And then I guess the final person I would say is uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Hey, know, MGK. Yeah, I know him and Eminem. Eminem the, yeah. right, I was about to say, hold on, wait, wait, the him and Eminem thing. Yeah, and right. I was a fan like way before that thing even mm-hmm. happened. Uh, and so I just, I really liked MGK's energy. And I, I admit that I don't listen to him as much these days. But like his Lace Up mixtape, Hunter Words and Running, Lace Up album. Lace Up, the, 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 the mixtape was really good. That's my favorite project that MGK that has was ever really released. Good. I love, that's probably the only project, that's like my go-to MGK project mm-hmm. if I want to listen to any of his music. Yeah. So yeah, those were, I think I named five people outside of my uncle. So that's, those were my inspiration. Right. <laughs> well, no, that's good that, uh, I mean, it's just, it's just dope that you had people who were there in your own family that kind of, you know, gave you that inspiration that you needed to say, this is really, really what I want to do. But it's always great to hear that we got people that are outside yeah. that we can look to that are kind of in a position where we kind of want to be to say, Man, I want—I kind of want to be where Eminem is. Yeah. Right. So I mean, I grew up listening to like Eric B and Rakim mm-hmm. and Fresh Prince. Okay, I'm dating myself though, but like with Fresh Prince, Biz Marquee, uh, EPMD, L Local. Like when they first, like I remember Run DMC. Like when they first became a group. Yeah. Dang. That's bad. I don't know if that's bad, <laughs> but that's crazy. When yeah. when Run DMC first became a group. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, see, I wasn't even <laughs> existing by that time. But those are important oh, people to, to know uh, just because they, I know they help pioneer hip-hop. Mm. And I admit that I, I have a lot of hip-hop history that I need to learn. Mm. But So do you think it's important for artists, rappers, singers, whoever they may be, to go back and study the greats? I think so. Uh, and I feel like somewhat of a hypocrite for saying this because... I don't always do the studying myself and there's mm-hmm. so much that I don't know. Uh, but even if it's not music that you identify with or music that you can say word for word when you hear it, I think at least acknowledging mm-hmm. that these are the people, like the music that somebody born in 2000 is listening to, like 2001 or 2000 is listening to, they're probably not listening to somebody that you were, Mm -hmm. but they probably don't realize that the people you grew up listening to inspired who they are listening to. And so they at least have to acknowledge it and pay the, just acknowledge and respect that, hey, Ice Cube was here before I was born. Tupac did this. Mm -hmm. uh, Biggie did this. Biz Marquis did that. And just acknowledging where it came from because hip hop now wouldn't exist without hip hop then. That's right. Yeah, you hear that right? Hip hop today when that exists. No, <laughs> without hip hop back then, but uh, yeah, man, it's, it's it's just really great to kind of just always go back and really study the roots of music, yeah. especially as as a, a hip hop artist, right? It's just really great to go back and study the history and the culture and what really led to the formation of of hip hop music and how it has influenced music today. Yeah. So I think that's always great. Okay, so let's talk about, so Atlanta. Mm-hmm. This is like the dream mecca place for, for music. Yeah. Right, because 80% of the music comes from, from out of Atlanta. Yeah. But what have been, or even for you, what are some of the biggest challenges that you kind of foresee for yourself or even just for the music community in general? What are some of the biggest hindrances that people just need to be aware of or that you may have faced yourself? I think 
I think for me personally, I didn't quite know how to navigate mm. doing music. Cause I've been, I've been in downtown Atlanta since my freshman year of college in 2012, but I didn't quite know how to navigate. Like I thought I just had to release music and someone's going to discover me mm. and then I blow up and I mm. become a famous rapper and my dreams come true. Uh, things haven't panned out that way. Um, no, because it, yeah. it, it doesn't work that way. Right? Yeah, and so right. I, I've had moments of doubt where I wasn't really releasing music. Mm. Um, I wasn't collaborating with people. I wasn't going out to networking events. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't till now, now I'm 25, I, I kind of somewhat got my mojo. I'm always, if I'm not working on a beat or if I'm not at my regular job, I'm at an open mic connecting with people. Mm -hmm. I'm at a conference like A3C. I'm really under, I'm studying the business side. A lot of the the seminars that I went to at A3C wasn't really the producer, how to make a beat or how to make a beat with Serato samples, studying stuff like analytics. Like they had mm -hmm. stuff about the business side that I was curious about. And I think some people, they get caught up with the creative side that they don't know how to navigate at least to some degree with the business side mm -hmm. uh, and I think also some people at least for me I didn't accept that it's a process and things don't happen overnight sometimes things don't happen in a year two three years five years mm -hmm. and I had been doing this since I was 12 when I had reached the age of 20 21 like dang this still hasn't happened for me and now I just accept okay I'm, I'm fine with the fact that I still have a job I'm not making mm -hmm. a lot of money off my off my uh, my music, but I'm putting in my all. I'm studying the business side, um, learning things about like engagement on social media. Mm -hmm. um, I think just stepping outside of the creative part and being willing to do something else as far as the business side goes, and making sure you're informed that way, and knowing that you can still you can also be a you can make hella money as a producer, as an artist, and not be Drake or right. or Nicki Minaj. Right. Uh, Hobson is not the biggest artist in the world, but he's a multimillionaire. Yep. And so you can be an independent artist and be a multimillionaire. Yeah, you can make a living off of doing music if you know what to do, how to do it, and you have connections to, yeah. to put you in those right places. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I, I would say those are my obstacles. Just not knowing how to navigate and thinking mm -hmm. things will just happen overnight if I just upload a cool song. Yeah. You know, I think, oh man, I think most people have that type of mindset. Yeah. Because we kind of see it on social media today. They upload a song. Hey, check out my song. How, how come nobody's hitting me up yet so yeah. I can blow up? Yeah. And they forget that it takes a lot of work and consistency and patience and yeah. diligence to really, really make it. Right. You know, most, you know, they say that to master your craft, it has to take 10,000 hours mm -hmm. in order to master your craft, right. to really, really be a master at it. And that allows, takes you to the point where you can start to make it, yeah. right? Most people don't even put in 10,000, most people don't even put in 10 hours right. and then expect to make it. You know, they yeah. think it's like popcorn. Yeah. You put a microwave, you set it on two minutes and 50 seconds and boop. I should have made it by now, but it, yeah. it doesn't really work that way. It doesn't. And I, I can say that firsthand uh, that it doesn't work that way. I actually I actually have a mixtape, my third mixtape that I released on my 18th birthday. 
was called Another Unknown Rapper. And mm. like the whole concept of the album or the mixtape was just about how no one knows me. But I had that mindset at the time of, I just need to upload songs. Mm-hmm. And that's what's just, that's just what, what's going to happen. I'm going to blow up. Because there are people that have blown up that way, but it's mm-hmm. not common. Right. I thought it was common, but it's not common. Um, and one example I can think of is Nipsey Hussle. He, rest in peace to him, he didn't release his first actual album. I think he was 32. But he had been pursuing music for years. That's right. Releasing mixtapes and... He had his marathon clothing clothing store. Uh, uh, very had a very good entrepreneurial mind, uh, but he had been releasing music for so long, and he wasn't the biggest artist. Even mm-hmm. to 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 the day of his passing, he still wasn't the biggest artist. I think his album sold fifty thousand uh, total copies uh, up until he died, and then his sales skyrocketed. But I just I was inspired by his concept. The marathon. Mm-hmm. This doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. And he said, one, in one of his interviews, he said, the difference between me and some other people is I just didn't quit. Things didn't happen at the timing that I wanted it to. Uh, I did have moments where I did want to quit, but I didn't. Right. And so, and that's why I respect him. And I respect anybody who's my age or older who's still doing it because they accept that it's a marathon. It is a marathon. Yeah. It trust. It is a marathon. It is not going to happen overnight. And even if people look at somebody and they go, man, they just blew up overnight. Yeah. No, there's trust. There still has been years of preparation and work that has gotten that person to to that point. Now they're just ready. Yeah. And so now it seems like they just popped overnight. But really, there's years and years behind them getting into into that position. Right. That most people don't even even think about. I mean, it, I mean, social media. It's yeah. it's it's the lifestyle. So we kind of. Like where does this person come from? Just boop, they just popped up. Yeah. But no, it takes it takes patience and diligence. I, I want to go back to something you said. So you said that when you first started, you were dealing with self doubt, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm assuming that came from just I, and now I want to put words into your mind. You you can explain more about that, but I do want to go back and talk about that because I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about or they don't talk about is that, man, sometimes we have self-doubt. Yeah. Sometimes we lack confidence in ourselves to say, am I really good or am I not really good? Yeah. Should I be doing this? Should I not be doing this? Yeah. You know, and I think that is something that is now starting to become more prevalent within the music community. Mm-hmm. But just talk about some of the things that you did to deal with your own self-doubt. Um, I think now, in this day and age... When it comes to, because I still, to this day, I'm pretty confident, but I still have self-doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, I focus, when I make music, I just focus on having fun with it. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the releasing, and uh, I'm actually going to be performing in a show and on, on Halloween, which I believe is like, I don't know, like 12 days from now. Um, I know I might have some self-doubt moments there uh, where I'm a little nervous. But as far as the creation process, I just mm-hmm. focus on having fun. I'm not focused on the business side. I'm not focused on appealing to people. I'm just focused on being happy. Uh, uh, so focusing on being happy is one of the biggest things uh, for me to, to get through that self-doubt. Um, and then just telling myself I'm doing my best. I'm trying my hardest. Uh, only have this one life to live, mm-hmm. and 
I can either let self-doubt cripple me and not pursue everything that I want to do or acknowledge that, hey, I, I don't, I'm not confident in myself right now. Okay. I allowed myself to feel that way. Now I'm going to do what, what I actually want to do. Mm. Um, so that's kind of how I get through it. Uh, I think my biggest self-doubt moment was in college when I had felt like, dang, I, I'm nine years in doing this music, music thing and I'm still not where I want to be. Uh, and it caught it caused me to like not be primarily an artist for years because I just felt like there's no point in doing this mm-hmm. if I'm not gonna be the biggest artist in the world. Mm-hmm. And now I'm more so focused on. I think the reality is with pursuing music, you have to have some type of type of popularity. Mm-hmm. But I've accepted that. Hey, I can just be this independent artist. I can be whatever I want to be. Uh, but the goal for me is to make a living off music. That's what it is. Uh, I don't have to be the have all the Grammys and VMAs. I think I'm good enough to get all the awards and be the best ever. But if that doesn't happen, at least I made a living off my music and I'm mm-hmm. and I'm happy. Right. Yeah, man. I think that's I think that is what people need to hear. Yeah. Is that you don't have to be the biggest star. You don't have to be Drake or Nicki Minaj or Cardi B yeah. or whoever it may be. You can make it I know many, many people who make a living off music. And they are not at those levels. Yeah. But can they pay their bills? Yes. Do they have a nice house? Yes. Do they have two cars that they can do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they have to go to a nine to five every day? Nope. Right. But they are doing what they love and they are making a living from it. Yeah. And I think that, I think people have to come to terms with that. Yeah. You know, if you want to be the biggest star, you're going to have, you going to have to work. Yeah. Like work, work, work. Like I was interviewing and talking to, um, Mark Bird in uh, one of the interviews and he said just to make a hit record everything has to be aligned like just the mixing the mastering all the stars have to be in in order and it's going to take a lot of hard work for people just to be a big star because it does not happen yeah. as easily as people may think it does yeah yeah that's definitely been Mm-hmm. Than been the case for me. Uh, that's part of the reason why I started on on Beach Stars, uh, which I don't make a crazy amount of mm-hmm. money off my beats yet. Uh, but like, I knew I wanted to sell beats, but I'm like, dang, I don't really know how to do this. And then I heard about Beach Stars, and I heard about how there are people that make six figures, and you don't even know who these guys are. Like the the public doesn't know who, like the masses don't know. Mm-hmm. Like people know who Metro Boomin is. They mm-hmm. know who. Um, Take Heath is. They know mm-hmm. who Sunny Digital is. They know who uh, Young Chop is. But there are people like Dylan Graham, who I really like, who's mm-hmm. a big uh, uh, Beat Stars producer, who's not the most popular industry producer. He's just now getting some uh, placements though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kato on the track. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's making a little. He's not. His name is not as popular as Metro Boomin's. Uh, but he's making. Well, I don't know. You, you. I don't know, Kato. Probably in the producer community. Okay, I would say, yeah. In the producer community, even in, I don't know, Cato. Okay, maybe. Maybe I, not like at the Metro Boomin. Yeah. But Cato is super well known. I, like, yeah, yeah, Cato is super well known. I feel like someone's name like Metro Boomin is, I guess because of his tag or whatever, he's known with even with people that don't. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's known with people that don't even care about music production. Right. Uh, I follow music production, so mm-hmm. I know Kato. 
And I, res- I actually learned about, um, I learned about Beach Stars from Kato. Mm. I, I was like, hey, Kato, where do you, I tweeted, I didn't know he was gonna respond. Uh, but I was like, hey, what do you use to use your, uh, make your BeatStar? And he tweeted me back. He said BeatStars. Yeah. And then a few months later, I started my BeatStars page. I'm going to tell you what. I met Kato before Kato had 80,000 plus followers. I think it's how many, I don't know how many followers you got now, Kato. But I just remember, remember walking up to him at an event. And I was like, hey, are you on this panel? He was like, yeah. I didn't even know who was on the panel. Uh-huh. He was like, yeah. I said, I got a couple questions. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to save the questions for the panel. Yeah. But we just started talking about music and everything. And I didn't even know who he was until he got up on the stage. And I went to go back and look. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, you was with Hobson and all of them, those yeah. folks. Okay. And that's actually how I know who he is because I really, Hobson was really the only person that I really followed on mm-hmm. Funk Volume. But I knew of Cato because it was on Funk Volume, and I, I really liked the Funk Volume movement. And I actually did, they had a Don't Funk Up Our Beach challenge, mm-hmm. yep. and I did one, yep. and I, I rapped that. on a Cato beat. So that's how I know who Cato is. Ah, yeah. dope. Yeah. Dope. I am going to ask you a question about beat stars. Okay. Not to put, it's, it's just all about the online beat selling platform. Okay. So I think I want to ask this question. Because <clears throat> there are a lot of people on, on beat stars who make a lot of money. Yes. Right, Cash Money AP makes yeah. a lot of money. Dylan Graham makes a lot of money. Yeah, uh, there's a, I forgot his name. Dream Dream Life Beats. Dream Life Beats makes yeah. a lot of money, off of DJ Payne. They all make a lot of money off of, but that's not the majority of people though. Right. So a while ago, B Stars put up something, or they had some ad or something that was like that. And once again, no knock on B Stars or Airbit Official or any of the online B selling platforms. But I've always thought about the owners of it. Mm-hmm. So my question is, do you feel that they're getting rich off of the hard work that music producers put in to creating and marketing their their beats through their platforms? Um, I know I mean, that may be a question that you're like, oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I would imagine there's some degree of money that they make off us, but I do know that... So you're asking if they're making money off, like, pretty much... Oh, no, I know they are. Cause, okay, because I know... Because I know with, like, depending on your subscription, they... If you have, like, a, a free page... I don't even know if you can sell Beats with the free page, but if you have another... There's another tier mm-hmm. where they take, like, 30% of your sales, and then when you have the top tier, you keep all your sales, and the only thing you have to pay is when... Mm-hmm. every. Like yeah. PayPal takes their 2.9% and then uh, I guess if your business is profitable, then you pay whatever percentage on, on mm-hmm. taxes. I really don't know, I guess besides um, the, the subscription money to keep your pro page and the ad money people might spend to mm-hmm. promote on the website, I don't know, I don't know what, where else they... I don't. I don't know the finances on on mm-hmm. that side. No, I was. I was just. I was just curious yeah. because I know that they make a lot of money. Yeah. And I always sit back to it and wonder: Are they just getting rich? I'm not saying that they are, but are they just getting rich off of music producers' ability or desire to sell music? Granted, they are providing the platform yeah. to do this, but. 
so let's say an example, the owner of B-Stars is making a million dollars. Are the people that are selling these beats, are they working their way up and are they trying to make the same million dollars that they're making? And I hope I'm kind of saying that right, but I, I think that's what I'm trying to get to is to determine, are they making a, a, a lot of money off of producers trying to sell their beats on their sites? Uh, I don't know. I feel like the way I kind of see BeatStars, I saw BeatStars as once I learned that mm-hmm. once you get the top tier subscription, mm-hmm. they don't take any of your sales. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm bought in, and I knew that I knew that if I paid them for ads, that money I'm assuming goes to them. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm fine with that. The money that I've actually made from BeatStars, from my from like the money that I made off sales came from when I paid them to promote my stuff. So I paid them, put had a, a slot. And then a few days later, somebody bought my beat. Uh, and I kind of also see B-Stars as a way for, for people to have their own business. So like B-Stars is a business of its own. Then I see me as a producer coming and, okay, I need this service from you guys for my business. And so now I'm partnering or whatever with B- or or maybe I'm, I'm their client. Um, I don't know. I I never viewed BeatStars as someone that, or as a company that's like, oh, let me just use these producers so I can get rich. I saw <laughs> I saw BeatStars as once I really invent, like learned about it. I'm like, Abe is looking out for producers because the industry, they'll 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 have a producer make a beat, and then they're supposed to get a five thousand dollar check or whatever, and they're just sitting there waiting. Mm. But BeatStars, you get the money immediately. Right, right, right. And so. I don't know. I never saw B Stars as someone as a company that does something. No, no. I was just I was just wondering. Yeah, I know, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. not implying that that's what you were implying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't. No, yeah. I was just I was just curious. Yeah. As someone who sells beats on their site, yeah. what 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 you thought? So I'm not a. I'm not implying that. Yeah. This is what's happening. Yeah. But I'm just always curious. Yeah. Right. Just to get people's perspective to see if that's what they are thinking. Yeah. If if that's what. What it is. I love what Abe is doing yeah. with B Stars. I love what the guys over at Airbnb Official are doing. They're providing platforms for music producers to have one place that producers, artists, songwriters, singers, everybody can go to and buy content, beats, yeah. and make a living off of. Yeah. So I want you to know, Abe, you ever watch this? I'm not saying that you're not. But it's always just very interesting yeah. to know what other people think who are using the service, if they do think that, uh, because granted, you're not a millionaire. No, I'm not. But Abe is. Yeah. Right, so 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 that's the, I, mean, I don't know if Abe's a millionaire, he probably is, but I think so. But, so that's that's what I'm going back to, yeah. is like, but you're selling beats on their platform, you're not really making a lot of money from it, you're not a millionaire, but they are. Yeah. And it's like, man, I, I don't know how that would make me feel. I think the way I see it is the reason why I'm not selling beats a lot is because of me. Mm. It's because my brand's not big enough. I need to keep promoting. I need to keep making beats. I need to keep... Actually, I dropped two beats um, at 12 o'clock. I drop uh, beats every Saturday, Eastern Time, 12 p.m. So I I put it on me that... The reason why the reason why B Stars is profitable is because Abe did what he needed to do to make mm-hmm. it profitable. The reason why Dylan Graham and and Cash Money AP and Cato and 
and DJ Payne One are making money is because they're putting in the work and they've built up brands and they've built up relationships and they, they take care of their artists to to make that money. Right. I just, I'm not there yet and I'm doing mm. my best, but I, I put it on me. I kind of follow Gary Vee's philosophy of the reason why you're not, and I guess this could be situational, but mm. for the most part, if something isn't happening for you, it's because of you. Mm. Like you weren't working hard enough. You probably don't know that you're not working hard enough, but you weren't working hard enough. You didn't do the things you need to do. Um, right. And I always and I say the situation because somebody probably could have screwed you over. You probably could have had a deal coming, and then someone I don't know messed it up for you. Probably. So, it, so I, I won't I won't say every single case it's your fault, but I say for me the reason why I'm not selling is because my my brand's just not big enough, mm. and I have to keep working on building that brand. And I also don't see B stars as a way for me to be a millionaire. B stars for me, I just want it to be. I want it to be like a starting point. So I make my money here, mm-hmm. but I also want to. I want multiple streams of income. So maybe I can be a millionaire not just from beat stars, but I ha- like I have visions. Like I also want to sell. I want to sell my music as an artist. I want to find a way to combine my my history with being in band mm-hmm. to make a, a living. And also, I'm an AV tech. Uh, that's how I make my living right now. So I want to find a way to incorporate that. So I can have multiple streams of income, and mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. maybe that's how I'll be a millionaire. But B stars alone, I don't see that as my my way of being mm-hmm. like my only stream of income to be a millionaire. Right. No, like I said, I was just I was just curious, yeah. just to get a perspective. Yeah. Because you know, being doing that, do you feel like what I just asked about? Are they making money off you, and you're not really making a lot of money? So. I feel that way about the like the companies I work for 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 like my jobs. Like, oh yeah, dang! I make I make this amount of hour, <laughs> and they like I've brought in sales for my the companies. I don't, I don't say which companies I work for on mm-hmm. social media, but like I've like a client might need something. They need a mic. They need a projector. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, just fill out this form. I brought in probably a couple thousand dollars. Doesn't change my paycheck. That's why I feel kind of right. slighted. <laughs> I definitely feel slighted there. I don't get a percentage. I brought that money in, but y- y'all don't. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I do. So, yeah. That's a whole nother. Yeah. That's a whole, whole nother thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just curious. Yeah. Uh, anytime I hear anybody that are using online platforms, I just want to ask the question just to yeah. get their perspective on mm-hmm. it. So I want to go back to that. I'm going to keep on the, the online beat selling thing. Okay. What do you think people need to do in order if they're going to get involved in using online beat selling stores that they really need to either consider or do that's going to help them be successful? Uh, well, for one, uploading beats alone isn't going to do it. Um, you, I thought when I first started uploading beats, out the sales were just going to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and I'm still working on uploading multiple beats a week mm. uh, but you have to upload mo- multiple beats a week um, I think you also you might have to just come to terms with you might lose money I've spent way more money than I've made off making mm. off, uh, selling beats uh, I don't think everybody everybody's story is different I don't mm. know if everybody has ever even bought ads but all my sales have come through ads so you might have to buy an ad and you might have to buy multiple ones because I bought multiple ones. It, the way BeatStars works, I think Abe said he's changing this, mm-hmm. but like you buy a slot 
and then they promote for that day, but the slots be they'd be booked up for months. So I would buy so I'm like, okay, it's let's just say it's January. Mm-hmm. The next slot isn't gonna be until April first. Oh man. So I'ma buy what? that I would do that. I would buy, I would buy, I would buy, and then by the time April 1st came, then I have like a promo every week. Like I would buy for every every week. And then so now it's April 1st and my promo finally started. But now I'm still buying for like July, August because I'm still trying to get a slot. Wow. So that's how I waited for so long. Yeah, that's four months. Yeah. To just even start your pro, your promo yeah. on that platform. And then now I kind of shifted to, to mm. doing Instagram and Facebook ads because okay. uh, I didn't want to keep waiting for those slots. But uh, to, to go back to the question, um, you have to know that you just can't upload beats alone. Mm. Uh, uh, probably would be a good idea to create an email list uh, and keep in contact with your with your customers. I'm working on that myself. Mm. Um, I don't feel like I'm the best person to say this, but like you probably want to stick with a certain sound. I tend to venture out. Like I tend to just make what I want to make. Why not? Uh, like, I'll make a 21 Savage. Oh, I really don't do type beats, but I have, like, a 21 Savage type beat. Then I have a Janae Aiko type beat. Because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of both of them. So I'm making music that, that I think would fit people that I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just being consistent. I always, if there isn't something that I heard as much as this, it's always be consistent. consistent. Consistency is super key. Yeah. Super key. Yeah, that's, like, the biggest. I'm working on that myself. I've had moments of inconsistency. Mm-hmm. And so now oh, we all have yeah. moments of inconsistency, but it's just making sure. So one moment of inconsistency doesn't mean that you are inconsistent. Right. Right. It just means that life happened. Mm-hmm. I need to go ahead and make sure I get back on track to do what I need to do. Yeah. That's right. But you, but you said something just now. Tight beats. Yes. Oh, man. Let's talk about that. Just just briefly. So what are your thoughts on making and using and creating tight beats beneficial not beneficial um i for me it's not my lane i do make occasional if you go to my beach store you'll find a few tight beats but i i don't see an issue with it because the whole from what i've studied you're making something that you would hear young thug on or you would hear Mm -hmm. 21 savage on or you hear hobson on or eminem on and so, and sometimes somebody that's looking for a beat, they're like, oh, I want a beat that I would hear, I would hear, um, that I hear Offset on or, or the Migos on. So they, they'll, they'll type in Migos type right. beat on YouTube or on BeatStars or Airbit. And so the person that's making the type beat, I can't speak for everybody, but from my understanding, they're doing that to communicate with the artist so they have an easier time finding it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to think it was just like, oh, they're just trying to be like they're trying to be like another producer. Like someone asked me for a Twenty One Savage type beat years ago, and I'm like, I make J Dan type beats. <laughs> J Dan the um, man. Yeah. That's so right. so now I get it, but for me, I I don't brand myself as a type beat producer mm-hmm. just because I try to, and it just that's not my lane. But I understand mm-hmm. why people make type beats. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. I just wanted to get your perspective. I do get why they make it. Yeah. Because you do have artists out there today who are looking for that particular sound. And if you're a producer who are making that particular tight beat, this is like, oh, you need that? Oh, yeah. I got a bunch of them right here right. that fit exactly what you are, right. what you're looking for. Right. Yep. So, 
what advice would you have for people getting into this industry? What would you tell them? Um, I would say be consistent. Um, that's the biggest thing. I could stop right there, yes. but I would say be consistent. Um, I know the artist side or the whether it's being an artist or making or making the beats is probably your focus. That's what you want to master, but also learn about the business side because music is a business. If, you're, if, if it's a hobby for you, then the business side doesn't matter to you. But if this is a career for you, learn about the business side, learn about engaging with your audience, um, go out there and network. Nothing's going to happen to you if you just stay. I won't say this. I, I won't say this is hard, like hard and fast, but it's highly unlikely things will happen for you if you just stay in your bedroom. Mm -hmm. And I'm an introvert, so sometimes I can stay in my bedroom for days, but I force myself to get out there. So be consistent, learn the business side, and get up out your bedroom and meet people. That's good, man. That's critically important. Get out of your bed and go meet, meet people. Right. Yes, sir. Yeah. So where can people find you and find your music? Uh, so you can find me on all platforms. J Dan is the man. J D A N I S T H E M A N. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find my Beat Stars or my my website, my Beat Store. J D A N B E A T S. That's J Dan Beats. And you can also find my music. Right now, I only have two songs on Spotify, all platforms, and I also have a bunch of beats on there. So you can find title. Uh, Apple Music, Spotify, uh, just type in Jdan, J-D-A-N. That's where you'll find me. That's what's up. I'm a, I gotta ask you a question now. Okay. Did you create your own beat store? Yeah. But not beat, is, it on, is that the same beat stars one? Or did you make your own beat selling platform? Okay, that's actually a good question. So mm. I use the beat stars. So obviously, when you have the the, mm -hmm. the account, you you have a marketplace of a BeatStars profile, but then I also have my um, my pro page. So I do have a pro page through them, um, but I don't. There are there are other producers or whatever that have like a WordPress site mm -hmm. or a Wix site, and then they take the BeatStars player and embed it. Ah, okay. So I do have my own domain name, and I do have my pro page, but it's all like designed through their automatic okay. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was curious about that. I meant to ask you about that a little bit earlier. Because I know you have J Dan Beats as your as your your beat store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, that's I don't have my own. Like I don't. I didn't go the the route of making. Ah, okay. Through, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually extra money that you have to spend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I won't mind spending it when my income is is bigger. But as of yeah. right now, I'm just stick with the pro page. Yeah. Well, cool, brother. It's been a pleasure, man. Well, it was nice talking to you. Really appreciate it. You, you too. You yeah. too, man. Yeah, I've been seeing you doing this. I wanted to get on. I'm glad, I'm glad we ran into each other. Me too. ABC. Like, as soon as I walked on the door, yeah. you just happened to be sitting there. Yeah. I'm like, because at first I thought, man, he don't want to answer his email, man. He ignored me. <laughs> nah, yeah. When you said, I'm like, I should have saw the emails because I actually wanted to get on the show. Yeah, but I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah it just happened to me when I walked in, you were sitting right there. And I was like, Jay Dan. Yeah. I was like, man, I wanted to talk to you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that it happened the way that it that it happened. Yeah. I really, yeah, I appreciate you being on. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm glad you had me on. Yes, sir. We got to do it again. I'm down for it. Yes, sir. 100%. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in today to another episode of We Create Music. Make sure to catch us every Saturday at 10 a.m. 
at WeCreateMusic.tv. Hey, we're good. We're out. Thank you for tuning in. We love you. Bye. Peace out.